High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, welcome to it, the High FM 101.9 radio station that you are tuned to and hopefully enjoying every minute of it right now. This, of course, is the DL Link Show um, where we bring you insights and we bring you information and illumination. And uh, I always like to remind you that if at any time you have to miss part of the show or you want to re-listen to the show, you can always head on over to the High FM website just look for the podcast for Thursday, 12 o'clock, um, the DL Link Show, and you can get all the podcasts, not just the latest, but all the podcasts. My name's Nikki Seberini. I'm going to be with you for the next hour. It's really an inspiring show today. Um, we're going to look at mindset. We're going to look at manifestation. Um, dare I say a little bit of magic? Um, well, I'm not going to be telling you any of any about anything about that. I'm going to rather let my guests share all that information with you. So um, we are in the second half of the hour going to be talking to John T. Mayer, who is an author and executive coach. He's just written a book called Conscious Manifestation. We're going to be talking about manifesting what you want in life. And uh, we're starting off with an unbelievable cancer survivor. She is a warrior, and really she's putting her face and her name behind cancer and just making sure that um, the awareness of cancer is out there really for South Africans at large. Um, and we always talk about early detection. That's where you have successful treatment, successful outcomes. So um, a lady that we share a very similar naming, very close naming. In fact, when I saw it on the runout, I thought, has my producer put my name and misspelt it? And she thought the same thing. So I'd like to welcome Naniki Seboni onto the show. Naniki, hello and welcome. Hey, Nikki. Hey, Nikki. How are you? You know, as I said, I think you thought your name had been misspelt and I thought my name had been misspelt. I love it. I absolutely love it. I really thought, okay, no, the producer has definitely made a mistake here. Let me correct her as gently as I can until I realized, no, 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 no. I'm going to be speaking to Nikki Severini. Oh, my goodness. So let me say it slowly. I'm going to say it slowly for our listeners. So it's Naniki Seboni. That is just the best, Naniki. Good things are happening. That's what I can say. So thanks for joining us. It's so lovely to have you on the show um, and for you to be able to share your story and, of course, all the important work that you're doing. So let's go back because it was in 2015 that your world turned around. I know that you had a personal loss. Um, You know, you were going through a challenging time. And then on top of that, Mm -hmm. you were diagnosed with cancer and diagnosed, especially with a cancer that you thought that, you know, only white people got. And and there you were diagnosed with this with this. Hectic stage three malignant melanoma. Give us a bit of the background, if you don't mind, Aniki. Ah, oh, my goodness, no, you've you've set a mouthful right now. Um, <laughs> and and I always say this every time I get the opportunity to share my story that my, my journey with cancer was definitely um, one that you know challenged me psychologically more than it did physically, um, because. You know, as you've mentioned, I was already dealing with the loss of my best friend, which was my dad. So being told that I now am facing my own mortality, there was no way 
I could, you know, mentally, emotionally be in my best state to, you know, fight this disease. So mm. for the longest time, for literally six months, I kept backpedaling, you know, not going to my appointments, not going to my checkups, not answering the calls when the hospital called me because they were really trying to get a hold of me. But I just couldn't because my mind, my emotional state, I was just in shambles. So to cut a long story short, I had been having signs and symptoms about um, since I think maybe five, six years old. I had different malls. Um, I had the first one, which was the Jelly Tot Mall. And I love talking about the Jelly Tot Mall because it was gray. It looked exactly like a Jelly Tot, but it was just gray. Yes, you know, um, <laughs> not a colorful one. <laughs> it wasn't sweet or anything. And you know, kids in school used to tease me about it. And obviously, I was so self-conscious about it, so I tried to hide it. And then my mom and my uncle decided, no, let's remove this. And they took some thread and they tried to suffocate it. Goodness, was this a bad idea? And you know, it eventually did fall off, and then it grew back again, and we repeated the same actions, and again, it fell off. And we thought we're done with this, but no. That was only the beginning. I was having severe nosebleeds. I was having severe sunburns. My skin was always just in a really bad state. And when adolescence came, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Now I've got to deal with acne too. Oh, sure. you're yeah. kidding me. Yeah. So eventually I developed the black mole, which is the cancer, which is the um, skin cancer mole. Um, and that was in varsity. So this was my first year of varsity. So I'm about 19, 20 years old. And it took me five years, Nikki, five years to go in and get this thing checked out. And the crazy thing about it is that my black friends, my black, you know, family, my community, nobody was really too worried about it. But my white lecturers and my white friends were all just trying to push me to encourage me. Hey, listen, you need to get that thing checked out. You know, it doesn't look too good. Ugh, I'm like, no, white people. I'll be fine. Oh, my goodness. And then to be diagnosed with the, this is what, this is why I call it the so-called white um, people's cancer. Because if there's ever going to be a cancer that is going to be dedicated to white people, I thought, yeah, it has to be skin cancer. <laughs> right. Why? Why would a black person have skin cancer? We have darker skin, you know? But yeah. this was a misconception that I realized I wasn't the only person who, who had this idea, who had this thought. So when the doctors eventually told me that, hey, listen, this is now your reality, I was shattered. Absolutely I can imagine. Shattered. I can imagine, Nikki. As you say, I mean, having the problems throughout your life, like little skin niggles here and there, but uh, yeah. this... Uh, the, the debunking of the myth um, is, and I know that that's what you're doing moving forward, and I don't want to uh, go too too far ahead. Um, it is interesting, though, on this show how we are made more aware of the idea that we think this particular cancer happens to this particular person. You yeah. know, you smoke yeah. then, you could mm. get the lung cancer, and there are people mm. who are diagnosed with lung cancer who's ne- who've never smoked a cigarette. Also looking at breast cancers, Naniki, so many oh. younger women are really d- uh, late Teens um, are, are being diagnosed. Not lots, but there certainly are cases. So, right. so that's yeah. why I'm so excited. Yeah, that's why I'm so excited that you're here sharing your story and that you, you're on this mission. But before we get to the mission, um, I just mm-hmm. want an idea. So, so this mole, was it, did it just appear? Was it growing? And I'm asking this question because, you know, the sun is out. It's beautiful. People are in the yeah. sun and, and we really are promoting going for a yearly checkup, putting mm. on sunscreen, even sunscreen, even if you feel Think you're sitting in the shade. So just just give us an idea of how it looked. Where was this this mole? 
Okay, so this mole was on the lateral side of my left um, leg. And what I then found out was that this is a very common area for um, people of color to develop moles, which, again, I thought, you're blowing my mind here. Um, And it was growing and changing for those five years. So it started off as a little beauty spot. I thought, oh, how cute is this? Plus, you know, I mean, I I, I have to say it, I had really stunning legs, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't mind showing off my legs. I was an athlete. I was a swimmer. I was this and that. So I, I was up for it. I really was up for the challenge to show off my legs. But now when this thing started, when this thing started developing and changing, I again started getting, you know, a little bit insecure and started hiding my um, uh, my legs, which was a shame, uh, a shame. And, you know, there was one incident that I'll never forget. And, you know, it might seem like nothing to somebody, but the way it affected me, I mean, because I'm going to talk about it now, you know, one of my friends, a, a mutual friend, we were out. The Niki, hmm. I'm going to press pause for one second. We're going to go to yeah. ads and then please, we're going to continue with the story yeah. after the break. Stay with us. One second. Yeah. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to the DL Link Show. I have the lovely Naniki Seboni, who is a cancer survivor, a motivational speaker, actress, model, MC, presenter, and also one of the brand ambassadors for South Africa's number one cancer awareness and education organization, can survive. Naniki, I so rudely interrupted you. Please carry on with your story. Don't even worry about it. Listen, we have to pay the bills, okay? For sure. Someone's so, got it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, a mutual friend, when we were out one day, I was wearing a dress, and he looked down at my leg and said, Nikki, you have a fly on your leg. And I thought, oh, my goodness, obviously I don't have a fly on my leg. It's the mole. So yeah. this is just how ugly and irregular this thing looked because it had grown from just, you know, the size of less, less, less than um, a pea size because that, that's what it had eventually grown to the size of. Um, and it was irregular in shape. It was black. It was just so unsightly. And I just, I, I wasn't comfortable with it. I really wasn't. And whenever I'd put some jeans on, you know, the jeans would obviously you know, um, touch on it and it would be excruciating. And I thought, you know, I really do need to get this thing checked out. So when I was at my neurologist, I just told her, Hey, listen, you've got to get this thing checked out because I can't deal with this. So, um, when, 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 when I find myself like just on a normal summer's day, you know, I tend to look down at my leg when I'm wearing shorts and, I'm so grateful that I had to go through my journey in order to really, really have a better understanding of my skin because Mm -hmm. nobody knows your skin better than you do, right? Nobody knows your body better than you do. So, um, we, I've, I've gone through, through, through quite a lot mentally, psychologically, the works, um, in order to really accept my post cancer body. And because I had obviously the surgery to remove the cancer and they also cut on my groin area to remove any lymph nodes to just to prevent any um, possibilities of the cancer spreading because it was diagnosed at stage three. So having to now be comfortable in my own skin and still wanting to be a young, vibrant, sexy girl in during the summer season, I, I can't be as liberal as everybody else, you know, and and, you know, one of the things that I definitely do is I have my sunscreen with me all the time in my car, 
or in my handbag, one of the two places you will find a bottle of sunscreen, right? Yeah. And my friends used to tease me about that in school and say, oh, you're trying to be a white girl. Look at me now. I'm a skin cancer survivor. And they were teasing me about carrying sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's such an important, it's, it's so important that everyone hears this. Everyone, whatever, whatever skin color you have, yeah. you just proving anyone is susceptible, right? You know, the, the sun is dangerous. You were talking yeah. out, uh, talking about being a sportswoman. You were a swimmer. You were a runner. So you were yeah. exposed to the sun all the time. And we all yeah. are. We just walk outside and it's, it can be pretty dangerous. So do you, do you check your skin? Do you go for a, a yearly um, checkup yeah. with a dermatologist? Definitely. So uh, outside of going to see my dermatologist, um, I used to track um, any skin changes on my phone gallery. But now 2020 has been really great um, because I've now been um, using the MySkin app. So it's a MySkin app. You can download it on Play Store or um, or, or, or what's it called? Yeah, it's Play Store. Mm-hmm. And this app has been really fantastic for me because I'm able to – um, really check the before and after of my skin basically side by side. And the Cancer Association of South Africa also supports this, this, this app. So I think it would be a great, you know, idea for everybody to really use this, this, this app. And then obviously I do my checks every three months. I'm using the app. And every six months or so, I'm at the dermatologist because this girl has to get her skin checked out, you know, because sure. I'm, I'm very, and, and, and here's the thing about it. I love going to the dermatologist because I'm always like, I saw something new. Hey, let's have a check at it. I saw this. Let's check it out. So I'm not, I'm not as scared as I was before. So now I'm empowered. I'm empowered to love my skin. And I really encourage everybody to love their skin as well. Hmm, Naniki. So that's, that's a, that's a huge journey you've been on from losing your best friend, your father. Yeah. Shortly mm. after that, being diagnosed with a stage three malignant melanoma, mm-hmm. um, then having it removed, um, going on this journey to reaching a point where you go to the dermatologist and you're loving yourself and you're loving mm-hmm. your skin. So just for our listeners, what, how, how did you make those changes psychologically? I don't expect you to go into to details. Was it just mm. time or were you very consciously working on certain things? Um, I'll be very honest with you, Nikki. I would have never been able to get through any of this if I hadn't been able to go and see a therapist. And okay. I'm very vocal about that. And I, you know, promote that as much as I can because it was something um, that I really needed at the time to deal mm-hmm. with my father's loss and to deal with my own mortality at the age of 25. So in, 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 in working with that, in using, um, you know, little exercises at home to deal with my anxiety, to deal with my depression and learning how to meditate and trying to manifest like great health into my life has been a really, really true success for me. Wow. Well, I'm going to be talking, I don't know if you heard in the introduction, yeah. after you, I'm going to be talking to, he's an author and executive coach by the name of John T. Mayer, and he's just written a book um, called Conscious Manifestation. You talk mm. about uh, manifesting uh, good health. Um, mm. and, and so is that, so that's daily, you're meditating, you're manifesting, you're loving yourself, which is so important. Is yeah. that why you've become a brand ambassador um, for Cancer Vive? What is your, what is your hope um, and, and what are you going to be bringing to Cancer Vibe, which incidentally is South Africa's number one cancer mm-hmm. awareness and edu- education organization. 
Um, you, you know, a, a lot of the things that I do as a cancer survivor, um, and actually my mission truly has always been to be the go-to cancer chick. And I say the go-to cancer chick because I was on, you know, the off scale of cancer and I found my strength and I found my voice. And I want people to be able to know and understand that if they ever find themselves dealing with a diagnosis like cancer, that they know they don't need to fear it as much, you know, because there's, there's so much power in our actions, in the things that we say and do that, you know, we need to take good energy and just put it into ourselves. And I think that's where the manifestation and meditation has come into play into my life. So mm-hmm. as a cancer survivor and as an ambassador, and I say cancer ambassador as a whole, um, I try to let people know that there is life after cancer. Your life can be wonderful, meaningful, and just as beautiful as it was before, if not better. So I not only lend my voice to Cancer Vibe, but also to the Cancer Association of South Africa. I also lend my voice to a new um, organization that I've just joined recently, which is the Felitimo Cancer um, Project. And because as a whole, the whole cancer community just needs ambassadors so that people can know and understand that you are love, you are strength, and you are greatness beyond cancer. There's no need to fear this thing because we can take it down. Mm, very powerful message, Naniki. I mean, you've got a great following um, and you've got a lot of young people who are listening very closely to what you have to say. Mm. Um, are you finding a lot of people reaching out to you? I've been pleasantly surprised by, you know, the the inboxes that I get. And very recently, a young lady actually sent me a message. She said, listen, I don't know if I have cancer, but these are the signs that I've been, you know, noticing. And I don't know what to do. And I said to her, okay, first, we need to find out where she was based and, you know, trying to get to the nitty gritty of where she is. And right now, I'm doing follow-ups with her, trying to make sure that she feels encouraged and she feels supported so that she's not going through this journey by herself. Whether it's going to come back as a cancer diagnosis or not, I still want to, you know, continue maintaining a relationship with this young lady because in general, we just need support. We need to know that we belong somewhere, that somebody cares for us and that we're not alone in this world. So I continue to speak to each and every single person who sends me a message. I will never ignore you. I will only give you my heart, my soul, you know, and all the joy that I can give you in that moment. Oh, beautiful, Naniki. You are a gift. Um, and, uh, you know, to our listeners today, and of course, you know, you're my namesake sister. So, so <laughs> that's great. And, um, and thank you so much for your powerful message and more than that for um, reaching out and really trying to share what you've learned and what you've gained. We've so enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you to all of your listeners for listening as well. And just again, I just want everybody to know that you are love, you are strength, and you are greatness beyond cancer. Love yourself, love your body, and just know that early detection will save your life and also prolong your life. Oh, amen. Love that. We have to end it there. Couldn't end it on a more powerful note. Nikki Seboni, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Nikki. Hi, FM, your station of choice since 2008.